Welcome to Americana. Please make your selection followed by the pound sign now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is a uh, this is this is a this is a great episode. I will say, this this is this is a great episode. I already know it, and we haven't even done it yet, but it's it's great. Uh, Asinine Radio, your favorite podcast, your favorite music podcast. My name is Tyler. On the other end is uh, is a friend of mine named Jeff. Oh, real name. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean that's what we do. Uh, you know, we have social media, as everyone else does. I'm sure you could find us on social media because we're Asinine Radio. We're on all the podcast apps. I don't know what you listen on, Spotify, Apple Music. I don't know what you do, <laughs> but just keep listening because we are the best ever. <sighs> you ready for this one, Jeff? You ready to get right into it? Uh, do you have an iPhone? Yes, I have an iPhone. Do you? But you, you still listen to Spotify? Yeah, you use Spotify. Why? Is that better than like the Apple Music thing or whatever it is? I've come to find that it is better. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was it. Okay. But yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone, this week we're doing the Offspring album, Americana. For a white guy. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. You know it's kind of hard just to get along today. Our subject is. Yeah. 
The Offspring. They formed in 1984 in Garden Grove, California, by Dexter Holland and Greg Kay. They called themselves Manic Subsidial Sub, subs, Subsidal. I don't know how to pronounce it. Until 1986, when they changed the name to The Offspring. They currently have nine albums, four EPs, and have sold over 40 million copies worldwide. Whoa. Right? Americana is the band's fifth album, and it was released November 17th, 1998. It features Dexter Holland on vocals and guitar, Noodles on guitar, Greg Kay on bass, and Ron Welty on drums. It's the band's second best-selling album, and it has sold over 11 million copies worldwide. So that's it. That's all. Some little backstory on the band and this album. Let's just jump right into it. Sound good? So dope. Okay. So good, bro. What do you got? What do you what are your first impressions on Americana by The Offspring? I I don't remember when I got this CD. I'm sure it was through the Columbia House thing again. I I can't remember, but I mean, I loved it. I loved it. My mom listened to Smash, and so Smash was like my first introduction to The Offspring. Mm-hmm. And I only paid attention to Smash because she used to pretend to like she used to play it real loud, but during Bad Habit, that stupid dumb shit part. She was like trying to like get me to not listen to it, you know, by like clapping or singing loudly or doing something stupid <laughs> to where I wouldn't pay attention to the stupid dumb shit goddamn motherfucker part. And so ever since then, I love Smash. But then Americana was two albums later, and I completely missed Ixnay for a long, long time. But uh, dude, the first time I heard it, Americana, I was blown away. I've, I've, I still to this day like love this Pretty Fly song. I think it's so funny. And I love <laughs> I'm it. I'm surprised. It's so good. It's just. Noodles has a way, I mean, like we'll get into it more, but he has a way of just like mashing in so many chords into songs and making like solid melodies out of them where you could take Dexter out completely and you'd still have a great song. Mm -hmm. And this is like, this is a prime example of that. The Offspring, since we did the whole week of listening to all the albums and everything and ranking them, they don't have many terrible songs. There's just not a lot of them. There's a lot of songs that are that are, I, I would never listen to again, but I don't think they have a lot of like terrible songs, a handful at most, five or six. That's but, I don't agree with you on that one, but they just don't. Even like the songs that are stupid that that you're gonna say are dumb later on, they still there's still good melodies and there are still some things in there that you can kind of take away from and, and feel content about. They don't yeah. have like besides Americana, Smash, and several other songs, they don't have like a ton of like fantastic stuff either. It's just a lot of like kind of run of the mill things here, but I, I, I mean, the offspring in the '90s was they were, they were a force to be reckoned with. They were untouchable. Untouchable. They really were. Words were like bullets to them. <laughs> like they were. They put t- out. <laughs> <laughs> untouchable. They put out four solid records, or no, three solid records in, uh, in throughout the '90s. It was great, great, great stuff. Right? Three. Crazy. No, four. They put out four in the '90s. Yeah, four. One was ignition. like almost in the nineties, though. Yeah, it's eighty nine. But so ignition, uh, smash, ignition, X-Nay, yes, smash, and Americana, X-Nay, Americana. Yeah. There you go. Great stuff. Uh, I guess we can get into the album. We want to do the album rankings last this time because I forgot about it. Uh, whatever you want to do, we can do it first. We'll, we can do we'll last. Just, we can do the middle. We'll just do it. We'll just do, do it later because we we're already we have already started with our first impressions okay. and all that shit. Well, you said it. That's fine. I know. I fucked up. I fucked up again. I know. I take full responsibility. Well, anyway, 
first thing with me, this is the first Offspring record I heard. Uh, the first Offspring, Offspring song I ever heard was uh, Pretty Fly. Heard it on the radio. Mom didn't want to buy it for me. My aunt had to convince my mom it was okay because my cousin had it. And then I just, I fucking loved it. I love this record. From from the moment I, I, I hit play on my CD player, it was, I just fell in love with it. it it's it's fast. It's heavy at parts. It, his vocals are easy to sing along to because he's not a good singer. So you feel like you could do it too. And uh, the melodies are there. It, it's It's a solid, solid record. Fucking great. So that's kind of my my little first impression backstory on this record. You know, I kind of want to do the rankings now because you want to do them. Now? <laughs> yeah, just because the the way I kind of have it structured is I think it'll okay. fit better. All right, let's do it. Let's get into the we're rankings. Then. We're gonna do it right now. So yeah, we if you don't already know, Jeff and I decided to listen to all of their records and watch all of their music videos again. That was the rough part. That was the hardest one. Uh, so we're gonna give. The, the rankings of the albums, and then we're only going to do our top three, our favorite music videos, because going through them all is insane, because they have like over 30 videos. And I can't believe I sat there and watched that many fucking videos again. It was really stupid. Yeah. But anyway, were, let's start. They, yeah. they have nine albums, like I said. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I, yeah, nine. There I, you go. I, I have it numbered, so don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go from worst to best. We're gonna name our favorite song from every record. We're not gonna do a stinker unless you really want to. No, no. We'll we'll just do our our bangers. It's too mean. Album. Too mean. <laughs> okay. So what do you got for number nine? What is the worst Offspring album? The worst I'm Offspring curious. album is Days Go By. That is their worst album. Whoa. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just boring, and there's just a lot. Of, so first of all, they they were sneaky because they re-released the the Dirty Magic song mm-hmm. onto this album, and and sneaky, yeah. But that song is kind of cool because it, it it almost like it gives you it, it sounds like it's paying homage to like Nirvana, especially mm-hmm. when they do it like back on their their early album. But the Turning Into You, that song sounds like Bad Rise Against. Uh, maybe with so some of like the dumb. structure changes, maybe the way he sings it, like the almost how like. But you Rise love Against, Rise Against, I do. So what are you bitching about? But this is bad Rise. I don't like bad Rise Against. I like good Rise Against. No, you like bad Rise Against because it's all bad. But but Days Go By is just there's just nothing there. It's just dumb. And then just listening wow. to that song again that I try to defend the California bumping. Yeah, right. Thought maybe this is just like they're they're trying to be make it a joke song or anything. I think they did try to make it a joke song, but damn, it's bad. <laughs> it is not good. It is stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, but um, <laughs> I guess my bangers. I do like the OC Gun song. I don't care. I like. Oh it. Oh my it's god, good. that song is rough, man. It's good. It's got a good melody to it. It's funny. And then <laughs> what does uh, he go? What does he say? Ticky, ticky, ticky. <laughs> <laughs> and he just cusses in Spanish. It's funny. Oh, I I I kind of want to play that song because I I had forgotten about that song until yesterday, and it's unbelievable how fucking stupid the song is. It's it's so bad that it's good. Thank 
I don't know why I played so much of that song. <laughs> you got it's caught. So, you got lost. I did. I did. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> See, this should have uh, been their joke song, and they should have omitted the California completely out of the record. Uh, well, I I don't know about that, but we'll, but we'll get to that when I when I get to my uh, my where I, I put I already, it. In I already rankings. know your ranking's going to be full of shit. So this go are ahead, they go ahead, go ahead and say your number nine. What's the worst? <laughs> what's the worst album? Uh, the worst album is Splinter. Easily, Splinter is the worst album. Wait, what was your favorite song off of Days Go By? Oh, was the it other OC one, Guns? I, that, that wasn't my favorite song. I just put that in there because I like it and you hated it. But now I think you kind of <laughs> like it. Uh, but I also like Slim Pickens. I, I think it it, oh, okay. uh, it just does the right thing and, and it, it's good. It, it reminds me of like Americana, like good Americana. Yeah. And Josh Freeze plays on most of the record too, by the way. There you go, baby. There you go. Yeah, That's it. There you go. Uh, but yeah, Splinter is, I think it's their worst record. There's nothing salvageable off of this record. I, I feel like songwriting-wise, it, it's just, it's so weak. And the electronics they use are just cheesy and they sound bad. I don't know, man. I I can't get into it. But if I had to pick a song, which I don't like any of the songs, it would be Hit That. Oh. It's it, The song is kind of catchy, but other than that, it's, it's not... It's not a good record. See, it's a prime example of them having. There's something there, like there's an offspring melody there. They could have done something with, but that electronic shit that they added to it made it like unlistenable. Yeah, and then they made that video for it. Woof! Oh, that video is awful for Woof. hit that. God damn. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you got okay. for number eight? Number eight for me is Splinter. Spl- okay, I mean, it makes sense. The album is as, as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be all oh, shit, but it wasn't that. It wasn't as I shouldn't say it wasn't that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Again, it just sucks that like they ruined that hit that song. It's just it's so poppy and it's a cool song and it's a cool tune. But damn, why did you do that? <laughs> I I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I looked to who uh, who produced and it was Brendan O'Brien and he's a solid producer. He's done a lot of good stuff. He does the rage. Yeah, he's done Rage. He did. He's done Incubus. He's done Corn. He's done a oh, lot of. What I mean, the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it just it's a it's a really weird left turn. And, the and maybe song, the reason why you don't like Days Go By is because Bob Rock produced it. That's that's possible. It just damn, that's it was just stupid. <laughs> just pointless. Yeah, except for the tiki bad. tiki tiki part. <sighs> But uh, also, Never Gonna Find Me is a complete ripoff of Staring at the Sun. And Long Way Home is a ripoff of All I Want. <laughs> Dude, I found That's so a punk band for you. Many. <laughs> well, my number eight, their eighth worst record, is uh, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. Uh, it's not, there's, there are two good songs on that record. Other than that, it's, it sucks, man. It falls flat hard. Uh, and I mean, I, honestly, the my, the best song on it is Hammerhead. It's the only song that has any sort of punch bing, on the record. Bing, hammers in my head. <laughs> oh, my favorite song from Splinter was Dahui. Oh, Dahui. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dahui's a good one, too. I, if I had I to I forgot that one. was on it, because it's so short, I forget it's yeah. on there. Okay. I, I'll, I'll switch them. Dahui's my favorite, too. On uh, you already said hit that. No, no, I change it. I, I know you want to hit that. I know you want to hit that. Hit that. Uh yeah, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. It's another. It was. They did Splinter and Rise and Fall like one after the other, and it's just. I don't know what the band was doing back then. It's just they sucked, man. <laughs> it was like truly a low point for the band. I I don't know what the hell they were thinking. So th- those are those are my bottom two. Okay. 
What do you got for number seven? Uh, number seven for me is Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. And I was just kind of thinking, like, what the hell is this? There's too many ballad songs that are dumb. There's this weird, like, Fallout Boy, Green Day sound to it. Fix You is, just seems like a mashup of all their earlier ballad melodies. Hate mm-hmm. that song. And then Let's Hear It for Rock Bottom sounds like something Green Day had done, but I can't remember. Like, the tune in there sounds mm-hmm. like something Green Day did. I don't know. Ah, it's been bothering me all week. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, stuff stuff is messed up. It has some of those pretty annoying Dexter vocals that people like. They do like yeah. Offspring, no, because that guy's voice annoys me. And then, like, literally in that song, he does the most annoying Dexter thing we've ever heard. <laughs> he does get pretty damn annoying sometimes. But Hammerhead, I think Hammerhead's my favorite song. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Uh, friend of the Pod Annie, this is like her least favorite band. She hates the Offspring. Well, Everything she will about not the like that song. Or this I, I wonder. I kind of wonder if she's still going to listen to the pod because her two least favorite bands of all time are uh, the Offspring and Metallica. Oh dang! So, yeah, we've really kind of we're really uh, chewing our, our our fans away. I so. never liked Metallica either, though, and look what happened. Yeah, but Annie's not going to like Metallica. Why she like you? Know. She don't like the change? No, she no. does. But got him. No, she does, but she just she doesn't like metal music really. Mm. So, uh, okay, so my number seven is the self titled their first record. Um, it's good. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with this record. This is it. It's just straight good, but it's not like I don't know. There, there's so much more in other records that I, I have to put this one this low. Um, but my favorite song is uh, Tehran. I think that's a solid song. It's yeah. great. Has some really good parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, all the other songs kind of just kind of bleed into one another, like like a normal punk band, like on their first record, you know. It's good, but it still has like that 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 off. It still has that offspring like guitar rhythm that Noodles does a lot, where he kind of does like that thrash thing with punk. I don't know. He's a he's a really good guitar player. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's my number seven. Okay. Wait, uh, what do you got seven. for numbers? My number what? six is The Offspring, their self-titled one, too. I think it's a cool album for their debut. Yeah. And it has a unique sound that still nobody can really replicate that Dexter Noodles thing they got going on. Mm-hmm. But I agree. A lot of the songs just blended together. It was fun to hear like the early like Indian influence that they, that they started doing like straight from the mm-hmm. beginning, too. So it wasn't something they picked up on mid-career. Like They've been doing it since day one, which is really cool. Yeah, I like that, too. And then uh, my favorite song is probably Jennifer Lost a War or Tehran. All right. My number six is uh, it's Ignition. It, the Ignition is just an extension of their first record. Still really good, but there's nothing that really... There's only one song to me that stands out a lot, and that's LAPD. I feel like LAPD, that song could have been on Smash. It has that that kind of that radio-friendly vibe that Smash had. That the other the rest of the album doesn't really have, but it's still it's still punchy and it's still punk and it, it's great for that for that part of the band, you know, because that I feel like the first and second records were there to get like a solid, you know, core fan base, and then after that, that's when they started to experiment more, like on Smash and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sticking with Ignition at number six, and LAPD is the best song on the record. There you go. Okay. Let's move on to number five. Number five go. for me, Ignition. 
These are really close, except for you're going to put Days Go By at like fucking number one, and then the next one's going to be <laughs> Smash or some bullshit. But like right off the bat with Session, you can hear like they've grown so much since their first album, and it's really cool. And I, I think Session is a fantastic fucking song. It's so good. Okay. But uh, Forever, in a, Forever in a Day is also another great song from this album. But Dirty Magic, right at like the 310 mark, it sounds just like Have You Ever from Americana. Uh, just like it. It's the same fucking the, song. The end part. The end part of Have You Ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Dude, I'm t- I don't know what you're thinking. Like, I'm telling you. Like, these are time stamped and everything. These <laughs> That's fine. No, I that's I all believe you. I, I, I believe you. I just I'm trying to think in my memory if that's true or not. Um it is true. Yeah. So you okay. Just, you uh, day, okay. Fine. You're yelling. Did you better fucking pick days go by next? Because everything else here is eh, maybe really? be conspiracy you think next. So? You think I should put at number five, you're fucking you think it should be that? stupid. If you if you're doing days go by in the top three, I'm not doing this pod anymore. If you put days go by in top three, <laughs> not doing it. I'm going home. I don't care. Well, we're only at number five. We're not at the top three yet. Uh, but my number five uh, is days go by. Oh, thank God, it is. <laughs> I I but still, I think it's a great record for the most part. I think it's really good. I mean, there. I think there's a couple songs like in the middle of the record that are just kind of meh, whatever. But um, but the it's the the album starts off really strong and it ends really strong too, um, and then like what we were talking about with the the California bumpin, like I used to hate that song I, and I still don't really like it but I think I, I'm I think I'm liking it more now because I don't know if they were trying to be serious or not. It's this mystery that that's keeping me coming back to that song as well as OC Guns. That that I just I don't know if they're they're that self aware or not. <laughs> I don't know if they're being ironic. I don't know what they're doing. And OC Guns for sure. That, that's a joke song. Yeah, but California Bumpin' that's a good that, joke song. California Bumpin's is like a whole nother level of just I can't I can't I don't know if they're being serious or not. And it, it I know. I and the video either. makes it even more confusing because I don't <laughs> know. But um but that's not my favorite song on the record, but it has to get an honorable mention. But my favorite song is uh, Secrets from the Underground. That's a great one. Dividing by Zero is another great, great song. There's some there's some hidden gems on this record. That's why I had to put it up so high because there's some really great stuff that really pays, you know, gives credit to like their early stuff but still keeps it kind of newer and fresh. And, and Dexter still sounds exactly the same. He's one of those singers where he just, his voice has not aged. I know. Has not aged at all. So God, I watched a fucking live video, a live acoustic song they did oh, bad like, live. like a decade ago. And it was self-esteem. It wasn't bad. It was just like, dude, it sounds like what you do on the album. Like, what the fuck? Everything like, he doesn't sound like great on the album. He's just like an iconic voice as yeah, it's, signature to him, but he sounds like the same. I'm like, what the hell, dude? It is very unique for sure. He's putting up this front like hard, like <laughs> day in, day out. All right. What do you got for number four? <clears throat> number four uh conspiracy of one okay even though this album has some silly songs on it and it can be kind of goofy sometimes there are some seriously catchy shit on there mm-hmm. like one fine day that's a fucking banger of a song yep that's my favorite song one still yeah even though I've, I've recently found other songs on there that are also equally as good but <laughs> not quite there that, that was a weird like transition for the band i felt too conspiracy of one coming off of americana so I think like the offspring, because that kind of goes into our rankings too, but like Ixnay, mm-hmm. like I'll rank it a little bit later, but Ixnay is like a transition from 
the early offspring into like Americana and Conspiracy of One, and then Splinter kind of transitioned them into like the latter part of their careers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's like three renditions of the offspring. It's weird. It's really weird, but it all it all flows really well. You know? Yeah, it's super we- super weird. Um, my number four is Ixnay on the Ombre. That just it's a great fucking record. We we did the record a long time ago on the pod. Um, with uh with friend of the pod David, that was fun. That that was a good episode. Yeah, but uh, and I you know honestly before that I before we did that episode I never really listened to Ixnay that much. It was always at the bottom of my my offspring list. Um, but ever since that we did that and got more into it, I, there's so many hits on that song. I'm on that album. A lot yeah. of fucking hits came from that. So yeah, it's my number four. My my favorite song, my my favorite offspring song is All I Want. Oh, that's my favorite offspring song oh. of all time. But another, an, an honorable mention uh, off of this album is "Cool to Hate." That's a great. I love that song yeah. too. That's a fucking banger. So yeah, that's my number four, and all I want is the best offspring song. So deal with it. I can't believe you said that. It's true. That's gross. No, Why? it's not true because it's not like anywhere close to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what a great way to start a song. <laughs> And it's, so fu- Dexter. and it's so fun to sing the chorus because it's so easy to sing and it, it sounds so dumb. Ah, I love it. I love that song. Now we're in the top three here. My number three, three yeah. my number three is Ixnay and the Ombre. Okay. There's a lot of good songs in there. I'm like you that I just, I never gave Ixnay the time of day because I don't really like all I want that much. I don't, I just, I'm crazy. I don't think it's that great. I don't really like Gone Away. I don't. There's a lot of songs on here that I think are silly, like Me and My Old Lady, too. I don't really like that song. But everything else is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, dude, the song Don't Pick It Up. Like, oh, that's I don't know that's why I didn't even click in my head when we did it the first time, but fuck, that song is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And then Moda has always been like one of my favorite songs, too, one of my favorite Offspring songs. Oof. But damn, dude, like, there are some songs on Ixnay that are like hard. Like hard and fast, even for like offspring standards, like you're saying, cool to hate, like, yeah, just some really good shit. And the fact that this is like a turning point for them, where they can still kind of keep all the Smash fans, and then transition everyone into Americana, I think was just absolutely perfection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. Great, great transition. Um, my number three. You may fight me on this. I don't know. Oh, you fucking... Sm- How are you going to put Conspiracy at one at number two? Number three is Smash. How the fuck are you going to put Conspiracy <laughs> I just, at one at number two? Are you serious? I just... I think Smash is at I'm number out. three. I mean, mind you, Smash wasn't my introduction to the band. I didn't get into Smash until after Conspiracy of One. Like, I, I knew I knew Bad Habit and Self-Esteem and... Uh, what's the other one? Fuck. Anyway, got to get away. Yeah, see, I knew some of the songs that so they played them on K Rock, but I never, I never really got into the album. I didn't, get, like I said, I didn't hear the album until high school, until after Conspiracy of One. And uh, so, yeah, it's just I don't, I don't have that same attachment that a lot of people have to it. And I still think it's a, it's a perfect record. It's, it's a absolutely amazing, and this really solidified that they were a really, really good influential band. Was with Smash it's great so uh my favorite song it, it's a toss-up between genocide which i think you know we took inspiration for our own song from genocide 
Yes. And then, uh, but also like recently too, the song What Happened to You, that that kind of ska, third wave ska <laughs> vibe of the song is, it. I love it. I, I think it's a great song. So that that's my number three, the right number three. See, I'd be okay with you putting Smash at number two, but I just you cannot put Conspiracy One ahead of Smash. That's just not that's not right. Funny thing is, I did. Yeah, because you're dumb. That's why. So don't say I can't because I just did. You can't. You you shall not pass. But I did. My number two is Americana. Ah, oh, bitch. Go ahead and say your number two. <laughs> it's Conspiracy One. It is. I know you're not going to get into Americana because we're going to get into it, but. Yeah, conspiracy of one. I, I, there are you know the joke songs are cheesy, but I think it to me this album is is everything that kind of surrounded it when it came out. You know, the, it's the nostalgia of it, and, but then the melodies and the songs are, are some of the songs are just fucking fantastic, and it's some of the best songwriting the band has done, like in a pop pop sense. And um, my favorite song is a million miles away. I love it. Hey, why do you like all like the dumb offspring songs? Want <laughs> <laughs> you bad is a is a good oh runner up as well. Oh my god, dude! Want you bad is a good another one. one. Another dumb offspring song. No get way. Out your, get out of your hot topic, dude. They're so fucking catchy. Uh. They're in like all the best ways. Yeah, conspiracy one. It's number two for me. You know, it's great. So that that leaves you know Americana as my number one, and you know. Smash is your number one, I assume, right? That's their fucking best album, hands down, by far. Perfect sound, perfect iconic sound, Offspring, right here. Like they perfected this sound early on, and then they own it. Like nobody, they have a copyright on this sound. They nobody do. can do it. It's trademarked, whatever it is, yeah. registered trademark, copyright. But uh, even though the drums are kind of the same on this album, and any kind of every song, mm-hmm. there's enough change in style. Like salt, like you said, the what the what happened to you song. There's enough change in style to kind of keep you hooked, and even self esteem. Like I, I don't listen to K Rock anymore at all, so that's probably why I don't mind it. But I kind of, I still like self esteem. It's good. It's a I good still song. Like it too, yeah. And there are no stinkers on this album. There's no okay songs on this album. <laughs> and they even split apart like the intro into its own separate tracks. You don't have to fucking listen to it every time if you don't want to. <laughs> you hate that. <laughs> you hate that shit. That's why the offspring is so good because they did they continuously did it. They put their disclaimer, <laughs> their Americana, everything's split up into its own track. Perfect, perfect, perfect. My my favorite track is is, is, is Genocide. Okay. That Always makes fucking sense. fantastic. I like singing along to Bad Habits, like my favorite Windows Down song, because I think I'm a cool guy. But Genocide, <laughs> like for like sure, dude. Dork. Like like Jen, like I don't know if you remember, every time we used to get super drunk and go back to our condo and oh, I, yeah. I saw that bass amp and we plug in the guitar at like fucking three in the morning and play just the palm muted part of genocide oh my god it's so good and that palm mute itself is just it's so 90s it's like it's squeaky it's it's a little sloppy it's heavy oh it's perfect god smash is fantastic that's our rankings and i mean mine it makes more way more sense than yours but we're pretty much like almost identical except for days go by that was yeah the only that, thing that was that the was one off. that that really fun, and that that and conspiracy of one, me putting it. So I mean, I high. put I put conspiracy one two down. You put it two higher than me. Yeah, I just can't believe you you dislike days go by so much. I just there there wasn't any substance. There wasn't any meat there for me. It was. See, it was, I I disagree so much nothing. with that. I really really do. But uh, let's get into our top three videos. Like like we said, they have a lot of videos. 
uh, and it did. It was it was quite a quite a task, I will say. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a good idea because they have a lot of funny videos, but then as I watched them, I was like, dude, these are dumb. They're not that funny. <laughs> so just real quick, because I really don't want to talk about that much. Okay. Uh, my number one, I pretty fly for a white guy. I it's really it's number funny. one? Yeah, I think it's funny. And okay. it's got the it's got noodles in there and a bunch of cameos, so it's funny. Yeah, I and guess. And then number two, Dahui. I think that's kind of funny, too. <laughs> it's a great video. <laughs> number three, Original Prankster. Just because Red Man's in it? Yeah. <laughs> fucking cuck. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, Self esteem almost made my top three, too, just because it's so 90s and ridiculous and silly. That's kind of, I mean, I, I almost wanted to put one of those videos on it, too, especially, I think it is self esteem where he has the, the, braid, the braided hair. Dexter has the oh, braided yeah. hair. He's oh, yeah. He's swinging it so around. Ugly. Like, <laughs> you could not be uglier, you know? than Dexter in the early mid nineties. It was just so bad. Um, but you know, the, but the nineties videos, especially the offspring videos, they had that, that like orange tint to everything. So yeah. everything looked really hot. You know what I mean? Like, like everything looked like sweaty and gross and hot. And I don't know. It, it was a weird time for music videos. <laughs> um, but, but my number one is Dahui. I, it just shows how big of a fucking dork Dexter and Noodles are. Like they are the dorkiest fucking rock stars I think you'd ever meet. And they just, they like to surf, but they're just like, they look like dorks out there. They're wearing like the rash guard, like the bright rash guards. And they just, they look so dumb. Yeah. But the song is really good. And the video is cool. It's just, it's just like a dumb little surf video, like a bad surf video, but it's charming. It has this cool charm to it. Um, Number two for me is Want You Bad. Just because the not only is the song great, but the video is just very much of that time period of like 2000, 2001 with like the lens flares, the bright color, the bright like clothes everyone's wearing, um, just the, the over the top like music video theme. It, it's just, it's just everything that music videos and music was at that time. And I, I found that charming as well. So I put that as my number two. And then I had to put this as my number three because something's, oh something's going on with me and it's cruising California bumping in my trunk. Oh my God. I had Why? To, what are you doing? I have the, I've, I've formed this weird fascination with the song and video because like I said, I don't know if it's real. I don't know if they, if they, they're doing this intentionally and, it's like my search for the truth. And I mean, that is true. If, if it is because he looks like even Dexter just looks like, dude, you, you're old, man. <laughs> I know. And they're trying to like pass the video off as they're not old. But if it is like a self deprecating thing, then that's, that will give this more merit. And but there I are just moments. Don't think it is. There are moments where you think, okay, they are making fun of themselves. But, but then, then you're, it, something happens. You're like, wait, no, this sounds really serious now. Like it sounds like they, they're really trying to, I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. So I, that's my number three. I I like the video. See, they, it's so bad. The tour it's bus playing and, and they pick up the old people. And so you think like, okay, maybe they're doing like a senior citizen tour and making fun of themselves. But then they pick up young people yeah, and like know, strippers. See? So I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand it either. I, I, just, I can't, I can't do it. I, <laughs> I'm so I just got confused. I just got to keep watching it until I get it. I'm gonna torture watch it on myself. Mute. Watch it on mute. No, you got you got to have it with mute. the song. 
because that's the only way you can unlock the mystery. It's quite a mystery. Anyway, so that's it. That's it for uh, okay. for the rankings. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, let's get into the album then. Let's do it, Americana. Yeah, so we already are we going to go back to Pretty Fly, or what do you what do you want? Um, yeah, because we already did our first impressions. We might as well get into Pretty Fly, which we already okay. played. Um, like I said, that was the first song I heard from the record. Video is really goofy, um, but goddamn that guitar riff! It's it's a it's one of the catchiest riffs I've ever heard. And it's so easy and simple to play, right? So, like, I, I think that, yes, I agree with everything you said. But I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say Noodles does all of the rhythm because Dexter does play guitar and he's credited as rhythm guitar. But I'm going to assume that Noodles does all of the rhythm. But just during the solos is Dexter playing the rhythm parts. Yeah. I'd because, say so. because, damn, dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Noodles... He mashes in so many chords for these songs where normally like a punk band would just be playing maybe one or two different chords per verse and then kick it up in two or three different chords for the chorus. Yeah. But dude, he's going like five, six, seven different chords sometimes. He has his own melody in this song. Like I said, you could take Dexter out completely and it would still flow. It would still be a catchy song. Yeah, because his lead playing is so harmonic and it just follows the melody so well that... Like you, yeah, like you said, you don't need Dexter. It's crazy. It might even sound better at parts without him. <laughs> so, and I, I, what I like so much about Pretty Fly too is is how swinging the song is during the the chorus, like the main riff. It's just like a very like swing kind of beat and and style. But and then like you said too, he he throw, throws in way more chords and notes than most bands would do, and it, it it's such an interesting thing. But it's still so simple. Yeah. And then like the you know the the up picks during the um, during sky the verses, parts. yeah, I, it's it's a it's a nice little touch over that heavy bass line too. Oh yeah, it's great. And then the cowbell too. It's so cheesy. And the what is that 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 scraping thing? What is that instrument called? I don't know. It got little bumps on it though. Yeah, like yeah, yeah it looks like no a bowling, like called. a bowling pin almost, like a small bowling yeah. pin. Yeah, I don't know what it's But so like I I mean I don't know. But according to like the credit, does his Davy Havoc had provided like background vocals here? Yeah, I don't know. I could not pick it out at all. I couldn't either. I, I tried and I I couldn't. There were a lot of people who did background vocals on the record, or Jack on, the, on the record in general. Also did background vocals. Mm-hmm. The I guess he's a singer from TSOL. Oh, okay, but also I read something really crazy here. I don't. I tried to look it up, and I various sites did say this was true. But this this person Nika. Frost, I guess her, na- her name is now Nika Futterman. She was the one that did half of the Give It To Me Baby part. Oh, God. Because you can hear two female vo- vocals in there, right? Mm-hmm. So Nika Futterman did half of that. And you may know Nika Futterman as Asajj Ventress. No. Clone Wars. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? How crazy is that? That is fucking nuts. <laughs> wow. That's a shock. That's truly a shock. <laughs> Man, that's cool, though. That's really cool. Never going to see her in the same face. Never, again, huh? never. And I'm watching, rewatching <laughs> the Clone Wars right now. And Asajj is a great character, great villain. But God damn, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like Ahsoka or something. <laughs> no, dude, Ahsoka is David Eckstein's wife. That's right. Yeah, the baseball player, right? Yeah, yeah. my favorite baseball player. Next to Ken Griffey Jr., of course. 
Also, the intro, that Unta Gleaton Glouten Gluven thing. It's from Def Leppard, right? Yeah, it's directly from Def Leppard. It wasn't like yeah. they re recorded something, they just completely took it. <laughs> I know. Every I time, always thought it was gibberish, but I guess it means like one, two, three, four, and something else in some other language. Oh, it does. Probably like German or Danish or something. I don't know. Yeah, my whole life I've been just like. Wum, dun, dream, um, dun, dun, dun. I, get, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Good stuff. Ah, oh, that song is so stupid. I but I remember back back then, you know, well we had to have been. I think it was like fifth grade when the album came out, and I just that song was all over the fucking radio. Every time you turned on K-Rock, or even Kiss FM would play it too, you know? Yeah. Those are the two big stations here in LA, LA area. And uh, and yeah, the, both stations played it. So, I don't know, man. Great. It's a, it is a good song. It is really cheesy, but it's it's a really good, catchy song. If you can get past the cheesiness. This is a banger for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's only this is one... Their first real, this is their first real joke song. No, Mota could be... Or me and my old lady, those can kind of be joke songs. Maybe, kind of, but they leaned into this with the video, with everything, with getting like outside voices to come help and sing the stupid part and the beginning intro ripping off from Def Leppard. Like this is like their first real joke song. Yeah, and they embrace it as such, and I think that's why it's it's you can say that it's good is because of that. Yeah, that's true. They they did a good job, and it it worked really well for them back then. So you were you were gonna say something was a stinker? What's a stinker? Oh, I said it, uh, there's a song on this record. There's one song that is close. That that's just okay. It it that's used it? to be a, it used to be a stinker for me. Why don't you get a job? No. What? Should we get into the next song? I want to know what you what the only song you think is okay. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Should we get into that? that yeah. Song? It's feelings. Oh, I remember that last time we did this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember now. And the only reason why we're doing this album again is because we didn't give it a fair shake originally, and yeah. that's a lost episode. So, anyway, yeah, feelings is um, yeah, it's just not, <laughs> it's not that good, and it's a cover on top of it. Is it a cover though, or is it like in some type of weird opposite cover? I don't know. It, it's it's a punk cover of the original, and instead of talking about love, he talks about hate. He so he changed. Yeah. He only changed a few of the lyrics. Like he didn't change a lot of it. Yeah, man, I just I don't know. There's there's something about it. There, there's some cool there's some cool guitar playing on it, but I feel like his vocals are too detached from the rest of the song. Like they don't they don't. There's no flow to his vocals at all. It just sounds really really weird because the the music's so fast, but he sings so slow and just kind of off time off beat. It's weird. It's a really really weird song. And did you listen to the original? Yeah, I like the original. It's okay. I thought the original one was like a good seventies like love ballad. I guess. It's it's not like something you would hear on like the end of like an episode of I don't know, some stupid sitcom. Yeah, I guess so. Did you did you listen to it on YouTube? Or on Spotify? Yes. No on YouTube. Okay. Did you is see it on Spotify? I don't know. I'm sure it is. It was mine was a lyric video. Yeah, mine was too. And did you did you look at all the pictures that were the slideshow pictures? I didn't really pay attention Dude, to it. It was some of like the fucking stupidest pictures I've oh, ever seen. Man. Like like there were like pictures of like seagulls and just like a boat on a beach. And it was just <laughs> like it was you could tell the guy who made the slideshow was trying to be like really romantic, but it came off in, like way too cheesy and just really kind of weird and uncomfortable. But it's a great lyric video. Good song too. Better than the offspring version. No, that's not true. That's false. No, it's true. I, I, still it's true. I think feelings, like I, everything you hated about feelings, I think is what gives it its charm. 
in that it is sloppy. Everything about this thing is sloppy. There's a sloppy like rhythms guitar and it gives the whole song this like disgruntled sound to it and like the slow part or the slow down part is almost like instantaneous and abrupt. Like it just slows down all of a sudden. It but that gives but that gives way from like some heavy bass tones and it's just it's just weird. And you're right, like his vocals are really weird, but they go they they throw in these iconic woes in there. Yeah. And then it's got that cool go before the solo. The go is the best part. <laughs> that is the best part. But it, it, like I said, really the only bad thing about this song is the vocals. Vocals are awful. They really are. They're not good. But luckily the rest of the song can kind of make up for it and not make it a stinker. It's the way she goes. Feelings like I want to deck you. I, I definitely don't want to play that song. So I'm ready to move on to another song. And And... Also, I do want to mention Dexter has come out and said plenty of times that he's not a good lyricist and that he thinks the lyrics are like the least important part of a band. So I kind of agree with him on that. Uh, so whatever we talk about, there's nothing too deep. I thought for some reason going into this, it was going to be he was kind of like a deep lyricist, but he's really not no, at all. not at no. all. Because this was like even more of a departure from their normal semi politically charged stuff. This was just all nonsensical. Yeah, dribble. Just kind of a lot of the songs are were a lot of songs I didn't expect to be goofy were pretty damn goofy, so like lyrically, you know. Um, so what are your what are your bangers on on Americana? I think you, I mean I have a shorter list of stinkers. I have one stinker. Okay. And that's why don't you get a job? Crazy. That sounds terrible. It's not. It's garbage. It's just like it. It's the same vibe as Pretty Fly. Yeah, but then the more I like, I listen to. Why don't you get a job? The more I hate it, and then the whole thing with like the Beatles, obla oh, di, obla oh, da, and you can mm-hmm. clearly hear it, and it's it's so dumb. And there's like percussions and acoustic guitars and sleigh bells and horns. It's like guys, relax, <laughs> relax. And like the song that. itself is just stupid. It's just fun because you can say bitch and dick. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> stinker. <laughs> oh God. Okay. But uh, other than that, pretty much everything is at least okay to banger. The kids aren't all right is okay. I almost listed that as banger, but um, not quite. But staring at the sun, banger. She's got issues, banger. Walla walla, banger. Mm-hmm. End of the line, banger. Mm-hmm. I think no breaks. Mm, is is okay to banger. And American and pay the man, banger banger. <laughs> so what's the best banger on the record for you? Biggest banger. I think I'm still going to go with Staring at the Sun. I think that's my favorite song still. It's been f- like that for a while. I just, I love it. I, I like how it segues from Have You Ever with little cymbal hits and then. Oh, yeah. But like, here's the first time where you really hear Noodles just like fucking mashing all these chords. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? And it's so fast, but it flows with the melody. But it constantly, but it also gives like the song this like, this this feeling of constant motion, right? Like constant chaos. Yes. And Dexter's just yelling the whole fucking time, right? Yeah, dude, it's fucking good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Staring at the Sun because you got to hear it. Baby, life is like a ride on a freeway. Dodging bullets while you're trying to find your way. Everyone's around, but no one does a damn thing. It brings me down, but I won't let them if I see Oh, 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 oh,
There you go. Staring at the sun by the offspring. <laughs> My favorite part of that song is when when the music stops and it's just the bass drum <laughs> and Dexter singing. Oh, it's so good. Oh man. And then you know, Noodles like thrash playing during the song. It it's like there's so much energy in the in it and I love it so much. It's one of my my bangers too on this record. Yeah. It's it's great, right? Dude, like Welty, Ron Welty just never stops. No, he doesn't. And not most of this record too, he just never fucking stops. It's like so fast. And it's just that one two thing that he does super fast for like thirty five minutes. <laughs> no, through the whole album. Except for like <laughs> Pay the Man. But yeah, no, the and the song, you, you know, the, the song kind of starts out kind of chugging, you know, and then like 45 seconds to a minute in, that's when it just like kind of like when he when he lets the note ring out and then it just fucking blows into the punk song. Fuck, man, it's great. Great stuff. Great song. Great stuff. It's my second favorite song on, on this album for sure. What's your what's your favorite? No Breaks. Easily uh, No Breaks. I, I think that song is like just the most punk rock song on the album and it's so aggressive and it's so much fun to just sing along to. I, I love it. I like that that song when when the music kind of stops early in the verse and it's just like, well, okay, let's just let Dex sing, and it's it's almost like he's doing like a monologue or something or like reading poetry or or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's just like he's in the forefront and then in the foreground and it sounds really cool and I like that. And that bridge part's so rad. Oh, it, it no breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I and you know like. Like lyrically in No Breaks too, like I feel like that was the one song that was like the most vulnerable song for him because he was like talking about just being like radically depressed and just the feelings behind all that. And that's kind of what he's going with in that song. And then to have the song be that aggressive, I feel like it they they go hand in hand really well, the lyrics and the music in that song. Probably better than most of the songs on this record. The latter part of this album, for sure, gets like way darker. Yeah, it's much, much darker, um, especially with like uh, what end of the line that song. Like lyrically, that one, that one's it's a sad song. Yeah, but it's like really like catchy on top of it. So, um, I I do want to play No Breaks though. Sound good to you? Wink. Even though we just do played it. a song, but do it. Just do it again. So here it is. No breaks. No breaks. The offspring. No Dude. breaks. Some great guitar playing too. 
that like I said, I, I he does that that thrash thing so well that it's almost like subtle, you know. It, oh man. And then like you said too, his uh just the fact that he can fit so many damn like notes and chords into into a part is it's cool. It's really cool. Great underrated guitar player for sure. It says that Dexter wrote all the material. But I wonder how much he actually did write. Like, I, w- I wonder if it was just the melodies and the lyrics, or if it was like the guitar. Because I don't think he's that proficient of a guitar player. So I, I don't know how much of it he actually wrote to where he's credited for all of it. It's weird, right? It is. It is kind of strange. I mean, he started out as a drummer when him and Greg K first formed. So I mean, I know he does play other instruments, and if he does write everything, it's it's more likely. If if you know he plays other instruments rather than if he's just like a singer, and I know he can play the guitar, I don't know how well he can play the guitar, but well, he plays it live. I know he can play, you know, decent. I know he can play a Tom DeLonge style. <laughs> no, nobody's as good as Tom, man. You know, <laughs> shit, son. But I don't know. I I do think it's kind of weird when clearly Noodles is the the mastermind. But I did notice too that this album was was written and recorded within like three months. Like that was it. it. It's kind of remarkable how good of an album this is, and it was written so shortly, in such a short amount of time between July '98 and September '1998. That's yeah, just one of those things. Like I, maybe it just clicked or something. I don't know, man. That's that's fast, and it was only a year after Ixnay came out. So that one was released a, year, a little over a year after Ixnay, which is crazy in itself too. Weird. Yeah. The, so I mean, they go on a huge ass tour with Ixnay, and then they come back. And then they write this record in three months. Or write it and record it in three months. That oh shit! <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> One of my guitars fell off the wall. No, no, no. It, it was sitting up and it wasn't sitting properly, and it fell. Hit the other guitar. Hit my acoustic guitar. Good times. But this this album's a banger. It truly is a banger. Yes. What else do you got, banger wise, on this? Um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm happy that the Americana intro, I'm, I've, I think it's a perfect intro. It's short and sweet. It's skippable if you need to, <laughs> but much like the smash intro, this is a cool one to kind of curate a playlist to because mm-hmm. a time to relax thing. And then this, this one, welcome to Americana because it cuts off so fast. You can put it in like, like a really fast song or a heavy song right after this. And it sounds really cool. So I like that. I think that's cool. I think it's fun to note. Yeah. Definitely. Do you agree? Disagree? I know. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, okay. So that's a banger for you. Is the welcome intro? Yeah, I like it a <laughs> lot. It's cool. Also, have you ever? I think that's a banger. I, it just—it's so crazy how it's basically like two different songs mashed mm-hmm. into one. Mm-hmm. And there's the first part that's got strong melody. There's a lot of buildup, and they could lead the guitar there, and it's just kind of like noodling around in the background. The drums never stop in this thing. Even the slow parts, and he's tapping that ride so fucking much. And then that bass line, as the kids say, oh, the fucking bass line. slaps. It does fucking slap when that <laughs> comes in, when it goes like halftime, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God, that bass line. It's, it's like iconic. And like I feel like it's an iconic bass line in punk music. I don't care what anyone says. It, it's just, it's weird. It's so catchy. Yeah. And coming off of, you know, the, the just the, the punk, the punk sounding of the the first half of the song and the horrible vocals where he's just go yelling falling i'm fall i can't even do it it's so bad his vocals are horrible on that song but it's still there's still a lot of charm there and i i like it it's good stuff 
but yeah, the, the halftime part halfway through is, is great. And then right before it comes into the, the truth walks away part, the, there's this fucking gnar like pick slide. Oh Damn. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's really, and it's not like a super long pick slide. It's just, it's barely there. Damn. Dandelion. Damn good. Should we play? Now we're blowing through this faster than I thought. But I, I well, there's just every song is like good, like like when we do a, a great album or a bad album, it's just they go fast because we either hate it or love it. And true, one that yeah. we fucking love, and we do. I, I'm I'm gonna play "Have You Ever," and I I have to play it up through the through the bass part and the when it that that guitar riff too. When the guitar when the guitar comes in and and follows along with the bass when they're both playing the same thing, dude, it sounds so good and so full and that's oh, great. So um, here's here's the song "Have You Ever."
What? Played the whole song? And, yeah. <laughs> and during that part, too, when, when it's just the bass line and the, uh, it's not like hitting the hi-hat. Yeah. He's hitting that thing. It's not like he's hitting that thing so fucking hard. I know. Yeah. You almost hear like the wood like breaking as he's <laughs> slamming down on it. Ah, oh, it's good. It's great. It's such a cool buildup, too. And then to end the song like that. And then like like we talked about earlier, like at the end of the song he's just hitting like like the crashes and everything in the ride. And then uh and then it just bleeds into staring at the sun. Fucking it's so good. What were they thinking? What how did they do this? I know. What how the fuck did they do? No this? business. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I love that last line too, that cra- the crime does pay line. Yeah. That's cool. It's yeah. just like a cool like fucking nineties thing to say. <laughs> yeah, man, crime does pay. These guys are fun. These guys are just they're they're cool. They're a cool band. They they've always been cool. Like ever since like the beginning they were cool. Mm-hmm. They were pretty cool. I mean, they're not really that cool anymore. But I don't know if they're that cool anymore. We, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. That's the mystery. I need to know if if they know that they're not cool or what's going on with them. Talking about cool. Here are some cool things to know throughout the band's history, right? Okay. So they started their own record label because they made a fuck ton of money doing Smash, and so they started Nitro Records and then signed a bunch of other cool bands like AFI, Vandals, Guttermouth. And then another cool thing they did was was uh, they trolled Guns N' Roses oh, yeah. by saying that Splinter was going to be called Chinese Demot Crazy. <laughs> 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 but they said on April 1st, and I guess Slash, like immediately, or not Slash, Axel immediately... Axel. Hooked up with his lawyers and sent him a cease and desist, and they they were like, "It's a joke, bro. Relax." And <laughs> so that's cool. Fucking Axl Rose, the worst. <laughs> uh. And then, and then I read somewhere too that Noodles, Kevin Wasserman, mm-hmm. was only offered the job in the Offspring because he was over twenty one at the time and could buy him all beer. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and like the first tour they ever went on in support of the like a demo they did. Um, he got stabbed in Hollywood. What the fuck? Were they really? Yeah, he oh, got shit. stabbed in Hollywood. Dang. By, by, did it say what the context? No, it was it was just they were on tour in Hollywood and he, he got stabbed. I don't think it was that bad. Otherwise, it would have been, yeah. I don't know, more info on it. But also, they wanted to, or, to offer... Consp- okay, I guess we could backtrack a little bit. So like when they left Epitaph... For Columbia, it was because they had some bad blood. I think we talked about this too on Extend, didn't we? I think we might have, yeah. That was there was so bad ago. blood between him, between the offspring and Brett Guritz. 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 I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Brett, Brett G., the dude uh, who owns Epitaph or who started Epitaph. Who's in Supposedly. Yeah, who's also in a, a no name punk band that nobody knows about. <laughs> but supposedly, like, Brett sold the smash rights or is trying to smell smash rights to, to major smell, labels to smell the smash rights sell did i say smell you said to smell the smash rights. to sell <laughs> to sell the rights to smash he, he was trying to do it like behind their back i don't understand what that really means anyway well but, i think it was it was probably the masters he, epitaph probably owns the master they probably owned the masters and they probably were going to sell it for a shit ton of money and not so the band. But that's not, like you, how weird that you can't even as a band you wouldn't even have a say in that. That's why you sign a contract. That's what you do horrible. when you sign a contract. Yeah, that's that's why that's why record labels put out so much money for some of these artists because they own the rights to the masters, and when you do that, you get most of the revenue. You get you get a shit ton of money, and the artist gets fucked. 
That sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's, that's how it is. supposedly why they left Epitaph, and, and Dexter said that they actually took less money to go to Columbia rather than stay in Epitaph because they were so pissed that Brett Guritz kind of like Guritz? backstabbed him like that. Yeah, that's shady, especially being in the same scene, you know, and coming up together because... That's so bizarre, yeah, right? Yeah, because like Bad Religion came out like in the early, early 80s as well as, well as The Offspring in SoCal, you know, in the same area. So it's like, dude, these guys were fucking probably touring and playing all these shows together and then to stab them in the back like that, that's that's shady. That's yeah. real shady. Another cool thing I read too that they did was they wanted to offer Conspiracy One online for free to support the illegal downloading of music. Oh, yeah. But Sony, the parent company of Columbia, they would not have it. So what they did was they released just the uh, original Prankster song for free and they sold a bunch of shirts, offspring shirts that had the Napster logo on it and then donated all that money to the legal fees for Sean Fanning, the Napster boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing to do. I mean, that's a really good like slap in the face to Metallica. And Oh, I was just thinking that too. I was hoping somebody <laughs> would mention how stupid Lars was. You were hoping somebody would mention it, the one person you're talking yeah. to right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that is, that is, that's cool that, you know, they were... They were doing that. They were that they were single handedly destroying their own career by supporting file sharing. So, or know. or 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 they were they had such good like foresight that they could see into the future, and they realized this was going to be the future. And they could either go down in history as being a whiny little bitch like Lars, mm-hmm. or 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 or, or go down in history as supporting change, as supporting the trends. <sighs> and they already have a ton see, of money, so it's not like they're hurting. True, but you know, this also brings the question back, you know, are they that self aware? Do they know? Yeah. Like we don't Dude. They're don't a mystery. Know. They're I just don't know what to do with them. They're almost like 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 Yogi Bear, right? Like like <laughs> they could be Yogi Bear where everything just like they're so dumb. Yogi Bear's so stupid, but everything just works out for him. Everything always yeah. works out in the end. Maybe the offspring are so dumb. But everything just kind of worked out. They're just lucky. Or maybe they are really self-aware. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, what adds what adds to my evidence that they know what they're doing and that it's intentional is that they've had Josh Freeze play on multiple records of those and songs. And he played on the California, what Cruising California song. He played drums on that song. So you... Would he have told them, like, if they were being serious, like, you would think Josh Rees would tell them or make fun of them, you know, like, <laughs> this is a really fucked up bad song, but was he in on the joke? Like, I don't know. Josh Rees has a good head on his on his shoulders. So It's I don't true, know. too, because he even had a drummer at the time that could have played on the album, but they yeah. didn't go with him. Yeah, but, well, I mean, he played on a few songs on, on Days Go By, but Josh Rees played on eight of the 12. Maybe they're so self-aware that knowing they, if they got Josh Freeze to play on some of this, they get a little bit of street cred, maybe? Maybe. I mean, it's the Vandals do have a lot of street cred. They're, Dude, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand the offspring. I don't understand Dex. And they're, I mean, he's an intelligent man. He is. PhD in so, like what, biology or microbiology? Some shit fucking, like that? I don't know. He's written stuff. <laughs> I <know. laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Tyler. I can't figure him out. I will someday, hopefully. Maybe. Not today, though. Okay. All right. Let's get back to Americana, right? It's, do you think Kids Are Right is a banger? I think it's a banger, yeah. The, uh, 
the kids aren't all right it's a it's a really good song um but it's it, it's one of those that it's played so goddamn much everywhere that you just get sick of it i think the guitar riff is really good um the lyrics i think are interesting too i mean i, I think this is one of the the deeper songs on the record if we want to call dexter deep his lyrics are deep but it, it i like the message that that it that comes across you know talking about how america like you know the american dream isn't really there it never really existed we're all kind of like tricked into believing it and then he tells the stories of like what happened to people he knows and just how everybody's fucked up and there's just no escape from it and uh, i i like the message it's 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 good good stuff it's man. cool there there are good parts to it i mean it, eh, it's okay you just think it's okay it's yeah, a catchy it's okay. song what? Stitch drop down yeah, a couple of kids. Whoa. That's so good. The woes. It's so cheesy. Just put guitar so... smokes a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, oh, but the here. video. Oh my god, remember the video for that one? How awful that one is? When they're yeah, it's they're it, all like morphing in the center of the room and I, I thought the video was cool like back in the day. But I watched it again yeah. this week. It's stupid. It's really bad. And it makes me think like imagine them making the video and being so proud of themselves not yeah, the band but the people sad. who made the video and made that part they're like oh my god this is like so revolutionary this is so cool everybody's gonna love it and then 20 years later you have shitheads like us and we're just <laughs> ripping into it because it, it's a bad video and it looks really stupid they probably thought the same thing about splinter though and splinter looks like oh, splinter looks even worse like playstation one graphics and it's just <laughs> it's bad. So bad yeah it's awful yeah, fuck that. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know, Tyler. What do you want from me? Walla Walla's a banger. That's that's a cool song. I did want to talk about that one because you were talking about how you know Dexter reuses riffs and everything. Yeah. And until this week, I didn't know this, but um, Dexter co-wrote a Vandal song, and the song fuck, it's off Hitler Bad Vandal's Good. Uh, fucking what song is it? I have it written down. It's uh, the song Too Much Drama. And he he took <laughs> so Walla Walla came out before this Vandals record, this Vandal song. But Dexter, being friends with the guys and the Vandals, he um, he co-wrote the song "Too Much Drama" with them, and he just st- straight up took the, the the melody and the chorus of Walla Walla and just gave it to the Vandals to sing. And it's it's identical. Like yes. I don't know why he like what was he thinking? I see again. So weird is, is he. Just dumb and like just blatantly ripped it off because he didn't care. Well, he or ripped off his own he, song. It's not like he's ripping off somebody else. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what like, makes it so much weirder. Because he, he, but he continuously does it throughout their entire career. So it's not just like a one-off thing. So maybe he is calculating. Maybe he is doing these things to put in our heads. Like, I oh, know, I like this man. song a lot. Maybe I'll also like this album. I don't know what's going on, Tyler. I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't either. And it, it's so confusing to me. And I'm trying to play this song right now because I, I do want to listen to the Vandals because the Vandals are so good. But ah, too much drama. Seriously. What the hell is going on? Where are you, son of a bitch? That, that's a good Vandals record, too. I'm surprised we haven't done that one done this record hitler bad vandals good right we almost did it but we did uh look what uh, we uh, look, look, look what, what i almost stepped, stepped in yeah ah this one's better though well, here, anyway here's uh here's too much drama listen for the the chorus and then i'll put we'll play walla walla
dude, that it's crazy. Like, yeah, it, so it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's but even it's the beginning unreal. part, like the fast drums in that that high guitar. Yeah, I mean there is the same ideas in Walla Walla. There's a fast drum part. There's high guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the entire song is is a reworking. It's crazy that it. And why did the Vandals guys just accept it? You know, it, it's so bizarre. Thing is so well, weird. I mean, Hitler Bad was that was released on Nitro, and so they were probably yeah. super close at the time, and just wanted to jam and fucking didn't care. And also on the Hitler Bad album, that has a Pennywise cover too. So yeah, like why True. not? Man, there's some good good songs on that record, like Eurobarge. That is a really good album. Not it, their best, but it's a good one. And did you know that that Josh Freeze was is the sole songwriter for Eurobarge? He wrote that song. All by himself? Yeah, all by himself. Damn, girl. That's a great song, too. That's that a good song. Yeah, and then I remember I heard him on That's a podcast. Actually. What? That's impressive, actually. Yeah. I heard on a podcast that he um, he got kind of screwed over because he uh, he's obviously friends. I mean, not obviously, but he's friends with Tony Hawk. And the guys who made the Tony Hawk game, the first one, they asked him, you know, could we use that? They asked the Vandals if they could use that song, Eurobarge, for the game. Like yeah, you know, thinking you know nothing's gonna come of it. There's no money from it, but they wanted all the rights to it, you know. So the band or, or Josh wouldn't get any money from it, and he agreed to it, just thinking you know, helping out a buddy, you know. And then come to find out, you know, that song blows up because of the game, and a shit ton of money came in because of that song, and it all went to Activision. None of it went to Josh Freeze or the Vandals. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, kind of lame. Uh, Walla Walla. Lesson learned. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna play Walla Walla. Because it's what we're talking about. kind of don't like about this song well i still like the song a lot i think it's a great song is the breakdown where it's just him like talking <laughs> over the bass and drums you know oh the i'm innocent yeah i didn't do it that part i didn't do nothing man it's just Love, bullshit that's my favorite part i don't like it, it, it it's so <laughs> cheesy oh it's oh, kind of oh, oh not this time my friend you'll be in lockdown by 10 you can't talk your way out of this one son you got four walls on you're 24 and then he just gets back into it Oh, it's so good. It's so stupid. <sighs> again, again, what's going on? What's going on with know. them? Do they know? <laughs> they have to know. I don't know. This has to be. This is a long con, right? This is like the prestige or something. This is a long this con. This is. This is. This might hold the record for the longest con. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. It's, it's aggravating. I need to know if this is all <laughs> real. 
like the more we talk about it too now the more i think about other albums that i ranked higher or lower i wonder <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but see it didn't really start until this album like the con didn't start until americana like like we talked about there were no joke songs prior to this really to this extent ah <sighs> and then i mean think about like original prankster on conspiracy of one like do they know does red <laughs> does red man know like is oh, he man. is he in on it too? Like, <laughs> that I don't was, know. That was at like the time when Red Man and Method Man were funny, and and you know they were they were they were they were pranksters. They were the original pranksters. They were original pranksters. Yeah, original year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. I, I need to figure this out. But now I think like bad habit, that stupid dumb shit motherfucker part. Now mm-hmm. like, do they think that was cool, or do they just is it actually embarrassing now? Like, do you want to still sing it? But like when they recorded, they're like, "Oh yeah, that sounds fucking badass." And they're like, "What can we just can we just put a bunch of cuss words in there?" <laughs> and like the "What in the world happened to you?" part. Yeah, that song. I like. Do they like ska music, or are they just like, "Let's see if we can do a ska song"? I don't know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. This goes deeper, Tyler. This is a conspiracy. This is one. We we've un- we've uncovered something that we probably shouldn't. Is that why they named it Conspiracy of One? Because of the the entire catalog is a conspiracy it could yeah could very well be fuck what did we stumble across what did we do i hope annie listens to this this has to change her mind (laughs) 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 this this, this has gotta oh my god what so do you have any other bangers on this one we could talk about the video for she's got issues yeah i mean that's i think she's got issues is her new like their their new self esteem song. Yeah, the ah parts are super silly. That's <laughs> nah, not silly. It's like silly. Far. I wouldn't go that far. But but I like I, I like uh, I like some of the stuff in here, especially like the really awkward verse or like the really awkward lines that he has in the third verse about the ex oh, and yeah. the daddy stuff. Yeah, that, it, it is kind of weird. It's so awkward and stupid and funny, and again like. <laughs> Throwing those lines in there at a semi-serious song just makes you wonder about these guys. Do they know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing. Uh, I'm I'm more confused now than I've ever been. I know this is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> the video the video is kind of cool though for the for she's got issues. It has Zoe Deschanel. She's in it, and um, there's a lot of weird cartoon imagery th- thrown into like real life situations it's cool it's it's interesting definitely interesting interesting yeah very 90s though once again but very late 90s they so it didn't have that orange tint it was it was the transition period of music videos where (laughs) all the bands went from the orange tint in the videos to really bright colors really bright clothes and bright guitar bright just everything's bright everything is glaring you know because it's so bright and this this is that transition into into like what I said with the I Want You Bad video, where it's just like straight up lens flare because everything's so bright. No, it's a cool video. It's all right. It's cool. Some yeah. cool animation and stuff in it. Yeah. And it, it, the song in the in the context of this album too, it, it kind of brings it down a little bit, you know? Well, it doesn't bring it down, but it kind of like has that kind of mid-tempo of pacing to it. So it's not like super punk and or it doesn't really have any thrashy parts. It's just it's a straight up catchy song. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's a giddy. <sighs> okay, let's see. Americana. That song's great too. Where it just the just that bass like doom doom doom. 
and then the guitars just kind of and they just kind of they kind of ring out and then it just like blows into this like punk song well fuck you i love that part it's so whiny that's good just bitching about how you know life is life isn't that great and don't believe what everyone says and yeah it's your typical anti-conformist oh yeah it's great and it's so whiny it's it's all the best things (laughs) all the best things about the offspring it's a good album it is so should we wrap this one up yeah pretty much out of notes here yeah me too uh let me see if i got anything else Uh, oh the artwork just real quick what christopher higgins also provided backup vocals to this Mm -hmm. and he also did backup vocals to the art of drowning ep oh look at that Uh that's a great great record just real quick that's it also dave jordan did uh produce this record um he has he's worked with a lot of bands too a lot of uh significant bands so go check out his roster did a good job with americana did so. goldfinger hang-ups he did that he did some good iconic punk uh classics there yeah. but uh let's wrap it up oh the artwork too i like the artwork the artwork's cool yeah the artist is frank kozik and mm-hmm. he said multiple times that it literally means nothing it has nothing to do with anything but of course people dig into it and kind of see the artwork as as like uh like a throwback to like the 50s polio outbreak thing with the mm-hmm. braces on his leg and it kind of goes in line with the americana thing but again the artist has said that it means fucking nothing but who knows bullshit i know exactly right who knows what it means i don't know who knows anything about this band anymore they, I don't know. they've conned us for this long uh, i don't know what to do anymore jeff i don't know anyway final thoughts what do you got go Dude, I can't even do final thoughts anymore because I literally have no idea what's going on with these guys. I I had I had You're a so lot of stuff written and like all my notes are completely meaningless. Threw them out the window. Threw them out the I'm window. I'm like LeBron when I did the Kobe speech. I had a bunch of stuff written down, but I'm just to speak from the heart. Yep. Right. So Americana Solid, man. This is this is their second best album. I think it is absolutely fantastic. I think everything about it is good. I think it's honest. I think Dexter knows that he can't sing, but he does it anyway. Kind of in the same vein as when you karaoke, you're like, fuck it, I'm just here to have a good time. And that's what he does. That's what this band does, man. Now I'm talking weird. I don't know what I'm talking like. I this. don't know either, man. So you sound like I, the guy from Days and Confused, the stoner guy. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> fuck it, dude. 2.8. 2. Uh, 2. 2.8. That low, huh? That low, yeah, huh? 2.85. I got nothing else to say. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm over. Oh, man. I know. We've been. We've been tricked. Uh, final thoughts with me. Banger of an album. No stinkers. Um, truly, this is something that I, I just, I listened to so much back when I was a kid. And it it really, it really kind of just got me into other styles, not other styles, but other bands within the genre, like the Vandals and other shit like that. Um, Offspring, they're great. They're, they're, they were great for the scene. They put out some great stuff, this album included. Um, but they've tricked us all. And I'm going to have to give this album a perfect three. Oof. It's a perfect album, man. It, it's great. Oof. And some of the songs we didn't talk about, like Pay the Man, trippy fucking Black Sabbath vibe song. And they go from that, they have the you know the thrashy kind of parts and songs, the punk and the... I don't know, man. This album's all over the place, but in all the, in all, in all the good ways. Yes. And who knows what they're actually thinking, what their intentions really are. So yeah, perfect three. Americana gets a perfect three from me, Tyler. And it gets a 2.85 from Jeff over there 
in Arizona. Yes. So that's about it for the pod. You got anything else to say or we we all good to go? We're you good tired? to go. Yeah, I'm offspringed out. You're offspringed out. Well, I would love to play music right now, but my uh, Dropbox is updating, but now it's working now. So I'm just talking. I'm rambling. Like uh, right this second? It, it was, it yeah. Just updating? Yeah, it just did. That was weird. Um, Interesting. This is Asinine Radio. If you didn't know, we just talked about the uh, the Offspring album, Americana, and its significance and its confusing ways. So go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe, subscribe to us on there. Go on to social media, Asinine Radio. We're everywhere. Website, asinineradio.com. Listen to us some more. Keep listening to us because we're the best. Toy. That's it. That's all. And uh, you got anything else to say? I do not. Okay, whatever. David Jaffe. David Jaffe. So the, that that that's your connection. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Da, da. <laughs> it's good. It's got a good melody to it. It's funny. And then what uh, does he go? What does he say? <laughs> <laughs> and he just cusses in Spanish. It's funny. Or is trying to smell smash rights to, to major smell, labels to smell the smash rights. Sell? Did I say smell? You said to smell the smash rights. To sell to sell <laughs> the rights to smash. That's a pretty cool thing to do. I mean, that's a really good like. Slap in the face to Metallica and Oh, I was just thinking that too. I was hoping somebody <laughs> would mention how stupid Lars was. You were hoping somebody would mention it, the one person you're talking yeah. to right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a catchy it's okay. song. <laughs> what? Stitch drop down yeah, a couple of kids. Whoa. That's so good. The woes. It's so cheesy. Just it's guitar, so... smokes a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And that's what he does. That's what this band does, man. Now I'm talking weird. I don't know what I'm talking like. I this. don't know either, man. So you sound like I, the guy this, from Days and Confused, the stoner guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man.